Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 26 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford. To Lady Boyd, London, 25 May, 1644. Madam, grace, mercy, and peace be to you. I received your letter on May 19th. We are here with debating, with much contention of disputes, for the just measures of the Lord's temple. It pleaseth God that sometimes enemies hinder the building of the Lord's house. But now friends, even gracious men, so I conceive of them, do not a little hinder the work. Thomas Goodwin, Jeremiah Burroughs, and some others, four or five, who are for the independent way, stand in our way and are mighty opposites to Presbyterial government. We have carried through some propositions for the scripture right of presbytery, especially in the Church of Jerusalem, Acts 2, 4 through 6 and 15, and the Church of Ephesus, and are going on upon other grounds of truth, and, by the way, have proven that ordination of pastors belongeth not to a single congregation, but to a college of presbyters, whose it is to lay hands upon Timothy and others. 1 Timothy 4.14, 5.17, Acts 13, 1, 2, 3, 6, 5 and 6. We are to prove that one single congregation hath not power to excommunicate, which is opposed only, not only, by independent men, but by many others. The truth is, we have at times grieved spirits with the work, and for my part, I often despair of the reformation of this land, which saw never anything but the high places of their fathers and the remnants of Babylon's pollutions. And except that not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, I should think God hath not yet thought it time for England's deliverance. For the truth is, the best of them almost have said, the half-reformation is very fair at the first, which no other thing than it is not time yet to build the house of the Lord. And for that cause, many houses, great and fair in the land, are laid desolate. Multitudes of Anabaptists, antinomians, familists, separatists are here. The best of the people are of the independent way. As for myself, I know no more if there be a sound Christian, setting aside some, yea, not a few learned, some zealous and faithful ministers whom I have met with, at London, though I doubt not, but there are many, than if I were in Spain, which maketh me bless God that the communion of saints, how desirable soever, yet is not the thing, even that great thing, Christ and the remission of sins.
Jesus were unco, as his members are here, I should be in a sad and heavy condition. The house of peers are rotten men, and hate our commissioners and our cause, both. The life that is, is in the house of commons, and many of them also have their religion to choose. The sorrows of a travailing women are come on the land. Our army is lying about York and have blocked up them of Newcastle and 6,000 papists and malignants with Mr. Thomas Sidesurf and some Scottish preltes. And if God delivered them into their hands, considering how strong the Parliament's armies are, how many victories God hath given them since they entered into covenant with him, and how weak the king is, it may be thought the land is near a deliverance. But I rather desire it than believe it. We offered this day to the assembly a part of a directory for worship to shoulder out the service book. It is taken into consideration by the assembly. Your son, Lindsay, is well. I receive letters from him almost every week. To Lady Kenmure, London, 4 March, 1644. Madam, grace, mercy, and peace be to you. I am glad to hear that your ladership is in any tolerable health and shall pray that the Lord may be your strength and rock. Sure I am that he took you out of the womb and you have been cast on him from the breasts. I am confident that he will not leave you till he crown the work begun in you. There is nothing here but divisions in the church and assembly. For beside brownists and independents who of all that differ from us come nearest to walkers with God, there are many other sects here of Anabaptists, libertines who are for all opinions in religion, fleshly and abominable antinomians, and seekers who are for no church ordinances but expect apostles to come and reform churches, and a world of others all against the government of presbyteries. Luther observed when he studied to reform that two and thirty sundry sects arose, of all which I have named a part, except those called seekers who were not yet arisen. He said God should crush them and that they should rise again, both which we see accomplished. In the assembly, we have well near ended the government and are upon the power of synods, and I hope near at an end with them. And so I trust to be delivered from this prison shortly. The king hath dissolved the treaty of peace at Uxbridge and adhereth to his sweet prelates and would abase nothing but a little of the rigor of their courts and a suspending of laws against the ceremonies, not a taking away of them. The not prospering of our armies there in Scotland 
is ascribed here to the sins of the land, and particularly to the divisions and backslidings of many from the cause, and the not executing of justice against bloody malignants. My wife here, under the physicians, remembereth her service to your ladyship. So, recommending you to the rich grace of Christ, I rest your ladyship's at all obedience in Christ, S.R. To Mr. J.G., James Guthrie, London, 30 January, 1646. Reverend and dear brother, I do esteem nothing out of heaven and next to a communion with Jesus Christ more than to be in the hearts and prayers of the saints. I know that he feedeth there among the lilies till the day break. But I am at a low ebb as to any sensible communion with Christ. Yea, as low as any soul can be, and do scarce know where I am, and do make it a question if any can go to him who dwelleth in light inaccessible through nothing but darkness. Surely all that come to heaven have a stock in Christ, but I know not where mine is. It cannot be enough for me to believe the salvation of others and to know Christ to be the honeycomb, the rose of Sharon, the paradise and Eden of the saints and firstborn written in heaven, and not to see afar the borders of that good land. But what shall I say? Either this is the Lord making grace a new creation, where there is pure nothing and sinful nothing to work upon, or I am gone. I should count my soul engaged to yourself and others there with you, if you would but carry to Christ for me, a letter of ciphers and nonsense, for I know not how to make language of my condition, only showing that I have need of his love, for I know that many fair and washen ones stand now in white before the throne, who were once as black as I am. If Christ pass his word to wash a sinner, It is less to him than a word to make fair angels of black devils. Only let the art of free grace be engaged. I have no one to become surety, nor doth a mediator, such as he is in all perfection, need a mediator. But what I need, he knoweth. Only it is his depth of wisdom to let some pass millions of miles over score in debt, that they may stand between the winning and the losing in need of more than ordinary free grace. Christ hath been multiplying grace by mercy above these 5,000 years, and the later-born heirs have so much greater guiltiness that Christ hath passed more experiments and multiplied essays of heart love on others by misbelieving, after it has passed all question many hundreds of ages, 
that Christ is the undeniable and now uncontroverted treasurer of multiplied redemptions. So now he is saying, the more of the disease there is, the more of the physician's art of grace and tenderness there must be. Only I know that no sinner can put infinite grace to it, so that the mediator shall have difficulty or much ado to save this or that man. Millions of hells of sinners cannot come near to exhaust infinite grace. That was episode 26 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford.